You're listening to Fight Stories. Welcome to Fight Stories. This is John Moses. We got a great episode lined up for you today. I am pumped about it, and I'm not even on the goddamn episode. How about that, huh? Tyler Morrison's up in Canada talking to career criminal turned stand-up comic Mark Hughes. Um, Unlike some of the comedians we've had on the show so far, you haven't heard of Mark. But uh, the story is great. These types of stories are the ones that I always find the most fascinating. And hey, listen, I I love listening to an NHL tough guy. I, you know, we've had some really great comics on here who are famous by comedy standards, which means working regularly. <laughs> Mark is not that guy, I don't think, but just a great story. Remarkably articulate guy for somebody who spent so long in jail. But uh, I guess when you're in the joint, you can either read or work out, right? Okay, uh, before we get into this episode, which I think you are all going to love, quick commercial. Colton Knorr, former New York Ranger and Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, heavyweight champ of the NHL, live January 25th, Poughkeepsie, New York at Laugh It Up Comedy Club. This is the last commercial you're going to hear, guys, because it's happening Friday. So get your tickets if you want them. We will not pass around this way again. So uh, make sure you do that if you want to see it live. Otherwise, you can tune in in a few weeks when we release the episode. That is going to be our season finale. This is season one, 20 episodes. Then we're going to take a couple of months off, gather some more great interviews for season two, do a little bit of traveling, and get right back at it. In fact, Tyler is coming down here for the Colt Nor episode, and then we're jumping in the car and going to Boston and then Rhode Island to grab a couple of episodes for season two. When I tell you guys any money we're getting from Patreon right now is going back into the show, I mean it. We are, uh, we're coming out of pocket to do this thing because we love making it, and we believe in it, and we think it's going to grow to something awesome. And the more money we get, the more opportunities we're going to have to go out and get the best fight stories. So that's that. If you want to support the show, uh, you go to patreon.com slash fight stories. When you do, we got shirts to give away, our comedy albums, and you get free tickets to any live shows when we're near your neighborhood. So, uh, so yeah. And you get a warm feeling to know that you're a part of this. You're like a little mini producer. Okay, enough of that. Let's get into this episode um, because I think you're really going to like it. Here's Mark Hughes. Hey, you're listening to another episode of Fight Stories. This is one of your hosts, Tyler Morrison, and uh, John Moses, our co-host. He's not able to be here. He's down in uh, New Jersey uh, just hanging out. But uh, we got a special episode today. We got uh, an outlaw comedian uh, who just moved to Toronto. Uh, He's uh, notorious in Vancouver for his uh, controversial comedy shocker shows and uh, for a host of other... I guess a laundry list of crimes that he committed around the area. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, without further ado, here's my guest, Mr. Mark Hughes. Yeah. Hi. How you doing, buddy? I'm good and enjoying this coffee, uh, looking out on, what's that, King Street out there? Yeah, King Street. We're here at the uh, Pacific Junction uh, Bar in Toronto. Uh, I guess, what's the studio called, Kim? Eggplant Picture and Sound Studio. It's it's a, my old home where we used to record uh, Rude Dudes podcast here. Right, so, right in this room here. Yeah, yeah. yeah neat. So nice to be in here with Fight Stories. Gonna get a couple episodes today, but yours was one that was on uh, on the hit list for season one. We really wanted to uh, to talk to you because I know it's different from <laughs> pretty much anyone else in uh, comedy. I, I guess so. Yeah, I, it's funny because like people say, tell me all the time that my life is interesting, and I don't think it is like i just when you live it you don't really realize it you're just going day to day just like anyone else Mm -hmm. right like i think it's funny 
an interesting when someone says they don't have a criminal record. Like, how the, what? How did you not commit a crime? Come on, you were never <laughs> short on rent and you went and held up a 7-Eleven or something? Come on, fuck off, man. Right? <laughs> so, and I apparently know lots of people don't have criminal records. I've I learned don't. This. I don't. You, you don't? You would think I would have a criminal record. I've yeah. been in a, a couple uh, street fights. but yeah. Uh, yeah, No one never, charged you, eh? Good. No one charged me. Good. Um, I got a drunken public ticket. Yeah, and, and uh, the cops ever were... go to the drunk tank? No, I never. I've never. Not been even arrested. the drunk tank. No. Eh? Oh well. No, it was. Uh, so I'm kind of. Uh, I, I skated by. <laughs> nice. nice. I, was a good, I was a good talker. Well, that's good though, man, because like I can't get into the states, right? And yeah. like for what we're doing, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. but it sure makes it fucking difficult that you can't get in, that I can't get into the states. Like that yeah. that closes a door. It's a big market yeah, down there right? for for comedy to be able to you know even like shoot to get good enough to to go down there and you know, guest spot or showcase make some yeah, money. Yeah, and, yeah. It's you know the cities in America are so much closer for touring. Yeah, it'd be great to be able to play all those clubs and. Uh, yeah. and but point being, it's good that you didn't get a record. Oh, yeah, of course, that, yeah. Because really I mean, good. you know, you get when you're young. You know, you get a little bit wild and partying, and you know it gets uh, it can get a little crazy. You know, mm-hmm. fucking drinking and driving, fighting, like well, all that shit. Well, it, realistically, sometimes like the only reason my life went a certain way and yours did, didn't is seconds and inches. Yeah, that's it. It was just I was there at the wrong time, and when you were doing your thing, you were there at the right time. You got the right cop, the right you fought the right guy. Yeah, and he didn't press charges. And that's, that's it. it. That's yeah. it. And I did, and he pressed charges or whatever. Right. The the closest I think I came to yeah. getting in trouble is uh, I fought this guy. Or was, we fought a couple guys, and uh, the one, but the one guy that I was fighting was uh, in police foundations, and oh, wow. we fucked these guys up. But oh. the guy goes, "Let's just say we were friends, yeah. and uh, we got out of hand. We we're right. drinking." And uh, it just you know we were roughhousing and yeah. things things got out of control and I'm like right. that's exactly what I wanted you to say right. and then right. so like the police kept taking them apart like away from us interviewing right. them in the in like the cop cruiser so that they you know could like you know feel comfortable to tell the truth about what right. happened but those guys stuck to the story oh that's cool no one got charged that's what yeah we just got drunken public tickets oh nice so that was awesome <laughs> was that in Bracebridge that was in Bracebridge yeah. I, I I can't imagine a fight breaking out there. Oh god! You know what's interesting? That show we did the other night, though. <laughs> yeah. Those were just really nice people. Mm-hmm. Those. That's like my favorite type of comedy audience. Like they're just regular people. Yep. Who want to just laugh at jokes? They'll laugh if it's funny. Yeah, exactly. No matter what the content, and if it's not funny, they won't laugh. They're not filtering it through any bullshit. It's yeah. just And they're just nice people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They haven't been. They haven't been tainted by uh, the uh, internet. I don't. No, think. <laughs> no, no. That's the other thing. Like they're the type of people you could say non-binary to, and they wouldn't know what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> and that, that doesn't is that mean a craft store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> math. I wasn't good in math, but and it doesn't mean they're bigots or anything. They just no. it, they're not right. Yeah, I feel like maybe in the larger you know markets, people have been more um, swayed comedy wise by what's happening on social media they you go to a show and then you clam up because you feel there's been you know you've been f- i just read an article the yeah. other day about that and i don't know if i can laugh yeah. or not whereas yeah. people where i live in the small town of bracebridge ontario they're pretty working class you know these guys they go to their day jobs and they want to drink on the weekend yeah. and they're not paying as much attention to what's going on the other thing i liked online. about them too was that uh, sometimes in small towns and I hate it when comics do this. They they call people in small towns stupid because they're not. That does just because they don't know certain things doesn't mean they're stupid. But the thing I did like about the Brace Bridge is you had some jokes that were like um, topical about cultural things, and they got it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do jokes like that, and it's 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 
it will work in a city, but it won't work in a small town just because they don't know what I'm. They're not familiar with the yeah. subject, right? And, yeah. And, and it's a lot of comics will go, oh, "That's because they're stupid," but it's not. They're just sometimes too. Just as how you tell the joke, like if you can explain it, it, yeah. it, it in the setup, they'll get it on the, yeah. on the back end. But yeah, it's a good town, and uh, you know, used to get in a little bit of trouble back there, but yeah. now we're you know. Yeah, living living my best life, Mark. Yeah. No, no, now you're doing shows in a, a bar called the Thirsty Judge. The Thirsty was, Judge, and yeah, funny. not named after Brett Kavanaugh. It was <laughs> before <laughs> Thirsty yeah. Judge. Great, great bar. Yeah, shout out to the judge. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so no. Basically, on this podcast, we just shoot the shit about you know mostly fights, mostly but sometimes fights, we get into some others. Some other sideways shit. Yeah, man. That's cool. <laughs> so you grew up in... Do you grow up in Vancouver? Are you from yeah. there? Yeah. So I was born in Alberta, uh, but I only lived there till I was five. And then my parents moved uh, to Vancouver, and I was there till uh, a little over a month ago. Okay. Yeah. When I wasn't in prison. Yeah. yeah. Did, did, where were you in prison then? Uh, I was in almost every prison in British Columbia, except for like two or three, and I was in the uh, most of the Young Offender ones, too. That's a good tour. Yeah, it's yeah, it it okay, you know. I got to experience all the different cultures, and, you know. <laughs> oh, wow, look, they do it like this over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting out, you're, like, so people who, who've never seen you before, yeah. I would say they could probably watch it on this, but yeah. uh, you're kind of an unassuming guy. Like, you don't look like you're, you know... Mm-hmm. A criminal. No, like you don't fit the description. No, th- right? not uh, and that's good. And you know what's funny is, guys <laughs> in the joint used to tell me don't get any tattoos, and I'd be like, "Come on, man, I want a tattoo." And they'd be like, "Because it's p- people." One thing that people don't often understand about prison is there are a lot of guys in there who, in their own kind of way, don't want other people, especially younger guys, to keep doing this shit. Yeah. Right? So guys would say, "Don't get any tattoos, man." And I'd be like, "Fuck, why not, man? I want one. It's a badge of honor." They'd be like, "Cause you want, you're gonna, you might be want, you might want to fin it, not do this anymore." Yeah. And then, I mean, it's not like I'm that old, but it was only like 15 years ago. If you had t- visible tattoos, you couldn't get a job. Yeah. Right. You know, unless, unless it was a construction site or something mm-hmm. like that, right? And of course, I wanted the skulls and pentagrams too, mm-hmm. which would have made it even worse, right? Yeah, you're a metalhead. Yeah, and so <laughs> I listened to them. It's one thing I've always, that's, I, I will give myself one thing, is I, I do defer to people who are older or more experienced to me. It's just this sort of innate thing. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. But like when someone who I can see knows more about something than me or has more experience, I'm not like a punk and go, Ooh, what the fuck does this guy know? I, I just go, oh, no, probably. Maybe should. that guy knows what he's yeah. talking about. Because that's yeah. a, a thing of young, young people, you know. Yeah. You can get the best advice and people who've experienced before, you know, maybe give you a little bit of uh, like a heads up. Like maybe don't do this. Yeah. You know, I've made this mistake. Yeah. You could probably uh, avoid this mistake if you yeah. listen to me. And they'll just go right out and make that mistake anyway, just yeah. because they're young fuckers. But you know, I'm sure I was like that. <laughs> yeah, and I was too. I wasn't perfect from it, but so in, to I don't appear like one. I try not my best. There's a term I heard a while ago. I learned it from a podcast guest on my podcast. It's called code switching. It's an interesting term. What it means is it's usually applied to black people, but okay. it, it, it can be applied to everything. So black people can talk black and they can talk white. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I can... It's like an assimilation tactic. Right, right. So, it's so, that it's so they look less black when they're around white people to get jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when they're around black people, they talk more hood or whatever, right? Yeah, it's how they... Yeah, the systemic racism, they have to kind of skirt it. Exactly, to... exactly. So I do a bit of that like when i'm around society mm-hmm. i try not to talk too much like 
con. I still swear and stuff, but I try not to. You're you, you're very well spoken. Yeah, exactly. For so you know. Yeah, thank you. For and, someone who lived the life of a punk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But when I get mad or upset, then it comes out more. Okay. Yeah, and and then it's it, hard to like. Then I'm not articulate, and mm-hmm. and it's fu- fucking goof. <laughs> yeah, fucking F- goof. Fucking goof. <laughs> if you're an American listener, what's uh, that mean? They yeah. don't, I don't know if, if the uh, equivalent it, would be punk in the states. In okay. the jail, in the jails in yeah. the states, if you if you get called a punk, it means you're. It's not the same definition, but it, it's a go word. It means you got to. If someone calls you a punk, yeah, no, either you are a punk or you got to go. You have to fight. Em. Yeah. So yeah. in in Canada, just for the American listeners, goof. Means like a pedophile. No, usually, that's or? no. You know what? That's, Some people take it as okay. That, it mean goof is an all-encompassing umbrella term for every bad. So, so <laughs> okay. it means it means you're a police informant, a oh, sex okay. offender, a cell thief, meaning stealing from other uh, inmates, okay. a guy who doesn't pay his debts. So, I mean, it's interchangeable. Yeah. It's one of these words. You know, it has it it, it, can, it has many hats. The word yeah. goof. And if you ever ask anyone where did it come from, no one knows. So weird, there's no eh? origin to it. It's like it's just this, and of all the words, why goof? Yeah, and then it, American inmates or American guys who get caught doing crime in Canada and then they get sentenced to an American or a Canadian prison, and so and they and they'd be like, hey, what is? I hear someone said goof. Like, what the fuck does that mean? And, yeah. and they'd have to kind of explain it to them, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I mean that's very interesting because yeah. I, I had a friend um, who got into a fight in Toronto. Here. There's mm. a couple comics. I'm not even gonna name names, yeah. but. Uh, he beat this guy up because the guy was. I mean, the, the my friend. I was friends with both of them, but anyway, one of the the guy who won the fight. He didn't really want to fight. The other yeah. guy was trying to push the action with him. Yeah. And then when he called him a goof, that's what flipped the guy's switch, and then the fight was on. And so I asked my my buddy after him, like, "Why did you flip out when he called you a goof? Is it because of the you know the prison connotation to it?" It's like, no, I just don't like people calling me wacky. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, see, just don't, hey, don't, don't call me a fucking clown. See, so that's a real, you know, powerful. See, word. trigger words can come in any form, right? Uh, it's when I got out of the joint though, and I was hanging around in recovery circles. Uh, I knew there were other guys who had been in prison too, and what we used to do to desensitize ourselves and be- try and become semi-functional members of society is we'd call each other goofs just to, fu- you know, just as a laugh, but also to get used to, like, not immediately, Flipping not reacting. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah that's interesting. To- <laughs> and it, it wasn't, because you, you can walk, go through your entire life and maybe not get called a goof, but it was sort of, it was a, it was a uh, symbolic to, to learn how to interact with regular people, right? Yeah, so, yeah. No. Well, that's interesting. So you yeah. took you had to do all these like all these fucking programs. Oh man, program. getting out of prison. I, <laughs> people always ask me what's the hardest part about prison. It's getting out. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's man. My first five years out of the joint, and I don't mean this with any hyperbole or melodrama. I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. It was fucking hard. Yeah, right? and it's it like hard getting a job, hard talking to women, hard like I my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Which is how I ended up in comedy, they, because I joke about real, I guess, shocking things mm-hmm. that I don't think are shocking. Yeah. But it would like, you know, you know, when you're maybe not you because you're cool, but you know, when you're around like regular people and they're kind of bantering back and forth, are yeah. you the take it too far guy? Oh, every yeah, time. yeah, yeah, same. Every yeah, time. yeah, 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 exactly. And like I, I shut up when if yeah. I'm out with my wife and her like her friends or our mutual friends, yeah. like couples. Or you whatever, don't bother, right? I try not to. Yeah. To, you know, I try my best not to fucking ruin and that. And I don't think it's too far, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even trying to one-up them or anything. I'm just like, so they'll be like, like, I'd be hanging around, like, in recovery circles with alcoholics, people yeah. who just drank, not drug addicts, right? 
So they'd tell a story about, oh, you know, then I was at the bar and I shit myself right at the bar. Ha ha, everyone laughed. <laughs> oh, then I woke up with this ditch pig. Ha ha ha. Then I'd be like, ah, then I fucking held up the bar after I fucking drank too much and I took all the money out of the safe. And, <laughs> and they'd be like, hey man. <laughs> right? And shit like that. So, oh, man. <laughs> so you go, so you, at what age do you end up uh, going to juvie or. Fifteen like was my first time. That's your yeah. first time. Yeah. And before that, what's it like in your life before you start uh, getting into uh, a little bit of a rougher lifestyle? So I come from like a middle class family. Um, the easiest way to describe it is my fa- upbringing was like, although it looked normal on the outside, quote unquote normal. Um, my mom used to like call me a faggot. <laughs> and like would pit my dad against me and say like oh if you don't do something about him I'm divorcing you and stuff like this okay. so basically and I'm not trying to blame them it, it I was a difficult kid too yeah right, right out of the shoot I cried a lot to, to I try and look at my parents as human beings who like because who's ready to have a kid yeah ever no, who's ever ready no, right uh, guy, you're probably no learning you're learning this as it is right yeah. now right so th- they both came from fairly shitty up lives themselves and I think. This is a guess. I think what they wanted to do was we're going to become successful and that'll erase and wash away our mm-hmm. shitty past without dealing with their own shit. Out comes me. I cried a lot for my first six months when I was a baby because there was, I had some ear infection or something okay. like that. And I think I think what happened, a psychologist said to me one time, your mom detached from you. Okay. I, I was too hard. To, it's just, can you yep. imagine a baby that doesn't stop crying oh, ever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, she just went, I can't handle this. And... My parents, another assumption, but it's based on some evidence, I think just had a marriage that was strained mm-hmm. a lot. I became a convenient distraction for it. So long story short, I grew up feeling like, yeah, I lived with my parents. We had a family, I guess, but I felt like a roommate, a boarder, okay. a lodger or something like that. And I was always acting out in school and stuff like that because I was just looking for attention seeking but it's not attention it, it's like a some, validation can someone love me yeah can someone just take an interest in me right mm-hmm. i had my food and clothing and all that was always never any of that stuff yeah. right but there wasn't a warmth to it no my family's very cold very cold so act out act out like i tried to light the school on fire when i was a kid <laughs> dennis the menace yeah you know silly just silly stuff and and and, and then and then I, just more acting out more acting out and then it would kind of gradually progress or deteriorate depending on your perspective right Mm -hmm. and then i found drugs and they took the edge off they they were like so when you're acting out as a kid though are you now a target for bullies i got bullied really bad because kids kind of like tribally they sense out the bad kid and the kid that's acting out the good kids yeah per se will actually kind of target that that's right i I definitely uh, have seen that I, and I wasn't like the bad boy. I was the weird yeah. kid, right? So yeah, yeah. I got picked on, not beat up so much. That came a bit later, but just like if there was on, if they, we had internet back then, they would it same tactics just in like m- psychological stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I just became othered, and I was othered. And I mean, yeah. I was a fucking weird kid too. I don't want I, like one of the things I try and do whenever I tell my story or anyone wants. Yeah, my, take... I don't want to be a victim. I ha- fucking hate how people do that now. Yeah. Right. I, I, I have to be honest about my experience too, though. Right. But yeah. I, I try and be like, I was a weird kid. They were kids. They didn't know how to deal with a weird kid, and of I course. didn't know how to deal with normal. It's kids. It's a natural so, yeah. reaction to that. I think just that's yeah. why I asked because yeah. I, yeah. 
the bad kid always kind of yeah. stands out to those kids, and you know exactly. So then I'd find other like-minded kids, and you know, <laughs> you know how that, and then trench coat mafia, exactly. And... <laughs> uh, except we shot up in the bathroom, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, so then I go to alternate schools. Do you you have those out here? Probably, yeah. Like they just for you know fucked up kids, yeah. yeah, and start hanging out with kids who are in like group homes and foster care and stuff like that. More drugs, more drugs, more drugs. Like I, I, I took to drugs immediately because they, they, they were instant relief for me. They, they made me feel like it didn't matter. What age is that? 12? Thirteen start 13. smoking weed. Yeah. Fifteen start shooting cocaine and heroin. Holy fuck! That's a quick slippery oh, yeah. slope, right? So th- between thirteen and fifteen, I started hanging around older guys, okay. particularly one, and he'd just been released from the joint, mm-hmm. and uh, he was the coolest guy I ever met in my life. He was my fucking. He's dead now, so I'll just say his name. His name is Steve. And he was an outlaw. He was funny. He was charismatic. And no one fucked with him. And he, when I hung with him, no one fucked with me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a gang, but not like a gang. Like a, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's this, like a, almost like a bodyguard right. type person. And a mentor yeah. and a father figure, actually. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted his acceptance. And he did crime and shot dope. So I did crime and shot dope. Okay. And then I liked it. And it was a life that I, I loved that life. I really did. I don't apologize it for for a second. I, I don't. I'm not proud of some of the shit I did because I hurt people a lot too, right? Yeah. And I don't mean fist fights. I mean like innocent people and stuff. But yeah. It was something I was searching for anything to latch on to, mm-hmm. and that was a, a like I probably would have killed myself if I hadn't have found that. I yeah. probably would have just committed suicide, right? So finding that was a, a was a home. It's like an outlet. Yeah. And like a. Did you now when you're doing the drugs and you're doing the crimes? Are you fu- are the crimes an adrenaline rush for you? Absolutely. And because uh, like I, I don't know, you what... feel like you're empowered and in control. Okay. Yeah, and and and, and they're an adrenaline rush because you might get caught. You're you're mm-hmm. playing on you're on the edge. I just right? didn't know if like the drugs dulled that adrenaline. No, down the drugs or... the drugs were for the drugs were kind of like to get you motivated. Okay. And then something to do with the money. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and then. What ends up happening with all drug addiction stories is it's it starts off the crime is fun and the drugs are fun and it's a party, then it's all dependent on the drugs mm-hmm. and you don't even want to do the crime anymore, but you're so dependent on the drugs yeah. that and it's not a party that it takes you, it yeah, over. It's you, like yeah. I was a fucking back alley junkie. Yeah, towards the end, right? Fuck. And it was like, yeah, and then I'm just doing sloppy ass shitty psychopathic crime just to support the habit like 50 like armed robbery violent armed robberies for 50 dollars just because it's fast Fuck. right yeah holy shit yeah, yeah. So, and so and that's that, that was so between 15 and 27 i was in and out of jail in and out of jail in and out more in than out mm-hmm. and when i was out that's what it would look like it was just a one-man so crime every story. time you get out you go and just go right back to it to give you one story i got out of a provincial jail that means less than two years and i was i think i was there for i was 18 or 19 i was there for four months or something like that just some petty shit and uh the guard a nice guard he said hey good luck out there and I wasn't even being petulant. I was just, I took offense to the fact that he was saying that. And I said, yeah. I said man, I'm going to be back in a month. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I was quite serious. Yeah. And I was back in less than a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember I said, and another time I said to someone, I said, why don't you just hold my bed for me? I'm not going to be out very long, right? And you it, just knew in your, in your mind you were addicted to that. It was, it was, it was stability. Just, because mm-hmm. when I was out, 
it was just chaos and 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 intravenous drug use and potential HIV infection. I never yep. got it, but or drug overdose, or you're gonna get murdered, or you're gonna get something. You're gonna yeah. I was shooting coke, so I'd go crazy too, and like you do psychotic shit, like walk out into traffic and stuff. Not not to kill yourself. You're just so high. You don't know what you're yeah, doing. yeah, you're nuts, right? And I remember just thinking like. Man, it would be better if I just stayed in jail, I think. As mm-hmm. much as I have fun shooting the dope and all that, like, th- this is more stable in here, mm-hmm. right? So you go yeah. into jail, or you go into juvie, let's say. Fif- yeah. 15 years old is the first time you go yeah. in. You go in, do you be- instantly become a target again? Yeah, a guy raped me, to, yeah. to be to be mm-hmm. candid, and because uh, they saw immediately, yeah. right? They saw a weakness yeah. that they could, ex- you know. Yeah, and I, I don't mean, I don't, when I say rape, I don't mean just ask me for my number, and then I said... And then I, d- I felt uncomfortable. It yeah. Was, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. the guy said he was going to kill me if I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'd never... Funny thing is, up until that point, I'd actually never been in a fight before. Okay. Up until jail, I'd never... Be- I'd been beat up. Yeah. Uh, and not shit kicked, but beat up here and there. And yep. I'd never been in a, in a fight. So then I get raped. And I get out. And the rape changed me, too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't the rape itself. What happened was because he threatened to kill me. Yeah. I'd never been that close to... I'd never, you're 15, you don't know you can die. Yeah, right? yeah you feel invincible. Yeah. And, and I knew I was mortal. Mm-hmm. And I knew I knew that there was no security anymore. Okay. So I became, I don't want to call it a psychopath because that would mean no empathy, but I became, it's all survival now. Yeah. That's it. Because anyone in my life in, on the street. You can't trust anyone No one, anymore. no one, because anyone could at, at any moment threaten my life. So mm-hmm. then I go back to jail and... The first fight I ever got in my life was in, in a youth detention center. Funny enough, it was a it, they had one unit in the women's prison. It was a hmm. juvie unit in the women's prison, so the women used to show us their tits and stuff like that. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a few. Anyway, which is funny now because if you think about it, there's adults flashing young y- y- juveniles. Yeah. I wonder if any of them were famous. I could get. I could maybe like. You know what I mean? I I could me to them. Yeah. That- yeah. <laughs> you never know. Get, get a bunch of money. Anyway, um, so this kid was picking on me, and he, I'm still scared of fighting at this point. I'm terrified of fighting. I, I, oh, so just for timeline, I'd got I'd gotten out after that first time, yes, and I came back a couple other times. So this was like maybe three times later I came okay. back, and this time I'm in for a while, right? More than a couple weeks. This guy's picking on me, and out of nowhere he sucker punches me. Mm-hmm. Like before, he was just name calling, right? Just yeah. you're a goof, you're a punk, you're a blah blah blah. And I thought, okay, well, I can withstand that. Then just out of nowhere, he sucker punched me. I lost it, and this guy was way bigger. He okay, I was smaller than I am now, and he was about your size. So okay. he, he was quite a bit bigger. Yeah, than yeah. Me. And for kids, he was big, right? Yeah. And I just went. I just at that moment, I decided I'm taking a stand now, man, because I I somehow knew at some level. I, I'm dedicated to this life, yeah. and this is going to be a hard fucking ride. If you I become d- a mark, literally, yeah. and <laughs> and if I don't stand up for myself every time I go to jail, I'm going to be mm-hmm. treated terribly. Right? Is so, this a jail you'd already been to, or is it a no? One? This is the first. It, so okay. in at the time, the, the main young offender institution, which was called Willingdon Juvie, and then this was an overflow unit. It was like because they'd get over, it would get too crowded. So they had one unit in the women's prison, and I'd never been to that unit. And it was separate yeah. in a different, uh, same city, different part of the city, though. And so he turns around because he didn't think I was going to do anything. And I jumped on his back, and I just started punching his face. Yep. 
just boom, 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 and jackhammer them. The way it works in jail is you have to hit as many times as possible because it's going to get broken up, right? So you got to just you got to be fast, right? It's it's not about accuracy; it's about volume, yeah. And so I just boom, 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 and I don't think I did much damage, but everyone saw it. It looked good, yes. And then what happened was people started inviting me to eat with them. Okay. And hang out with them. Social currency. I was cool. Yeah. I was accepted. And at that moment, literally, I lost my fear of prison and it became my home. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I say I had to fight a lot after that yeah. because you have to maintain it. it of it's, course. It's like yeah, comedy. Yeah. You got to keep doing the open mics to yeah, keep, yeah. keep sharp, right? <laughs> but I was never a good fighter. I, I, lo- I lost pretty well every fight I ever got in, but I wouldn't back down. Yeah. You mouth me off. That was the thing. I got the reputation for being a psycho, mm-hmm. and that's what you need to do when you're a small guy of who can't course. fight. You need to play it up a bit. So a guy would one little. I don't like the tone of his voice. I just walk up and knock and punch him. Yep. Right. He might shit kick me, but most people don't want to tangle with someone who's unpredictable like that's, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's yeah. A, that's a great tactic, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah it, anyone who's qu- maybe uh, questioning their own toughness too, yeah. they're not going to step. They're not going to start shit with you. Because they know that they're going to have to fight you at least. And usually bully types, even in prison, they don't want you to actually fight. They, they're they hoping you're not going to. So mm-hmm. when they know you're an actual uh, contender, even yeah. if you'd lose, yeah, they know they're going to get hit a couple times. Well, every fight that you get in, like yeah. it's, you know, even if you win, you're feeling it for a couple days oh, after, man. you know, unless you one punch knock a guy out, you know, yeah. you're usually going to have a, you know, even your hands are going to get fucked Absolutely. up. Absolutely. I remember a guy hit me one time in court holding cells. It was the only time I ever actually got knocked out, and I—that I, was a funny feeling. You ever been knocked out? Mm, yeah, well, not knocked out, but I got fucking put down hard with a. Did you ever do punch. the choke the chicken thing where you no. cut your air off and you fall into? Okay, it's sort of like that. What it feels like. Okay. So uh, I'm a mood alterer. Yeah. So I always want to do anything that gets you high, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you cut off your air. Yeah, yeah. And then the you pass out, hand. and you do the chicken, and you come yeah. out, and you feel giddy and. <laughs> I just I'm, I just took a couple of days off my life, and uh, it feels like that. And I think if I remember correctly, it's connect. It's similar mechanism. It is 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 something. Something gets shut when you got the yeah. button there or yep. somewhere, and it just and you come out of it, and you can't. It's, it's you, the the. The twist of your of your head, I think, and it's like a spine thing. Right, like it and cuts off the message from your brain to your right, body. Right, exactly. So you you fall, as far as I know. And then I remember <laughs> I came out of it, and I, I my knees buckled, like I couldn't stand. I was yeah. I was I was conscious, but foggy, but I couldn't stand up. You're it was Queer it, Street. Yeah, it's the boxing term. Queer Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Queer, I yeah. like it. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I remember that happened one time. That was fucking weird. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And it's funny because so, I've been punched so many times by really, like, really hard by big guys. Oh, fuck, yeah. Like, fuck my face up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I'd never been knocked out like that. It's scary because yeah. it, it's like a, you're totally vulnerable. And he didn't hit me that hard. Yeah. He just hit the button. Yeah. And, like, there wasn't even a bruise afterwards. Uh, there were bruises on other, because he he smashed me a few times after that. But the the hit that knocked me out yeah, didn't even hurt. The, yeah. yeah. It was just the, the, the right just spot the angle, and yeah. the speed. Interesting. Yeah. And so that was just, uh, that one was, was that, how many fights had you been in up until then? Okay, so <laughs> from from that first fight I ever got into, up until I graduated from young offender institutions into adult ones, I was probably getting, on average, one a month. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's uh, fucking a lot yeah, of fights. Yeah, so I, maybe there'd be two months that would go by that nothing would happen. Yeah, yeah. But then the next month, I'd get in three or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. 
keeping your numbers up. That's well, that's yeah, because I didn't want guys fuck. Because I was scared. Yeah, it ultimately, is what it's fear. I'm not a tough guy. I'm really not. I don't like fighting. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I okay. Let me cl- let me clarify that. I'd rather not fight, mm-hmm. but I do have a reaction thing. Yeah, for sure. Doing comedy is one of the fucking hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Being around comedians, Jesus Christ, because they they because they mouth off and stuff like that. Comedians it, do not understand no. the consequences of the real world. Even so, my real world, yeah. and your real world, a little bit different. Yours is like an escalated version coming right. out of prison, but like where I come from, if someone small town, right, you mouth off, off, you fucking gonna, fight, you're right? Get yeah. popped, and so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they don't think that those consequences apply to the comedy world. In yeah. comedy, they think it should just all be like subtle one-upmanship with like jokes. Passive-aggressive like, little cunty remarks like, and no, stuff. No, no, yeah. no. Like if you fucking... I get paid to make fun of people. Like I'll beat the fuck out of you for free. That's <laughs> <laughs> Not even a drink ticket. But, <laughs> but it's like... Yeah, yeah. it's definitely... And, and if you do beat someone up in comedy, you're shunned and yeah. you, but, know, well, you have to I, be the I, right person up or something. I, I'm a pacifist now as as hard as it... And it's, it's work, it takes work. But oh, yeah. and again, it's not that I'm a tough guy. It's just I have this reaction mechanism from all that shit, Of right? course, yeah. Um, and that's what it was. So all these fights were... I was scared and I didn't ever want to be victimized ever again. Mm-hmm. So again, I was, I was a psycho. It's basically. primal. Yeah, it's... it was like someone mouths off. Even if I'm wrong... I am not going to be um, uh, go down in any pecking order or anything mm-hmm. like that because then someone might try and rape me again yeah. or something, right? And so I'd go, nope, and pop them yep. immediately, right? And so, so many fights just... And I was probably wrong sometimes too. No, no, I remember one time a guy said something and I took his tone wrong and he goes, man, I, was, I didn't mean anything by that. What the fuck was that about? And I went, oh, fuck. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, and even then, though, like you felt bad about. Oh, it? absolutely. Like, yeah. I never liked any. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, okay, when I was super fucked up on drugs and stuff like that, and in, really entrenched in it, I didn't think about it very much. But as mm. soon as I'd have a moment of peace and by myself, I wouldn't say I was broken up about a lot of stuff. I don't like hurting people, though. Yeah, I, I don't. It's it's not. It's that's how I know I'm not a psychopath because it actually does bother me a, a little yeah, bit at yeah. least. And um, so when I popped him. And he wasn't mouthing me off. Yeah, I was like, ah, "Fuck, man!" And he beat me up, but <laughs> so I, it, he could at least yeah. feel good. But it was like, ah, shit. And it's one of those things where it didn't change anything, but it, it was like a moment of clarity. Even though I didn't have any self awareness yet at the time, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh wow, man, I'm a bit out of control with this." But I thought, I, I, I the next thought was, yep. "Who cares? And, you might be wrong once in a while. It doesn't matter. Who yeah, gives a sometimes shit?" Sometimes you gotta shoot first, ask yeah. questions later. Yeah. In in those survival yeah. situations right better yeah. it's better them than you yeah right so it, i guess uh the other question i have is while you're in jail mm-hmm. are you getting drugs while you're oh in jail? well not the young offender institutions mm-hmm. but uh in the adult ones absolutely okay yeah. i got clean in prison because of that yeah yeah uh when i was when i got my uh eight year sentence which turned into a nine year sentence i went to the pen which in canada means more than two years mm-hmm. in the states it's they did the sentencing. I'm not going to explain it to the American listeners. They can, yeah. they know. But uh, in in Canada, if you get a sentence of more than two years, you go to the federal penitentiary, right? Mm-hmm. And that's usually where the more serious criminals and, and convicts are. But because there's more serious criminals in there. Oh, also, when you're in the penitentiary and you're doing more time, you have more rights. Oddly enough, because Weird. some something to do with uh, it's considered your residence. Okay. So. You have open visits. Open visits means we sit like this. There's no glass or anything like that. Yep. And you have a right to that as an inmate, okay. right? 
Your family come and visit during this time? Sort of. Yeah, they did. It, sometimes it wasn't good, though, because my yeah. family's strained, and they're not exactly yeah. proud of me. And it's, it's not it, easy to no. visit your son in jail. No, no. Yeah. It's not easy to visit. We have a strained relationship to begin with. Mm-hmm. I've fucked them over being a junkie, ripping them off and stuff like that, right? Yep. Br- bringing the police to the house, all these kinds of things, like the cops coming into the house because they're looking for me. My, again, my parents may have been fucked up, but they're n- regular people, yeah. and there's the police that just walked in yeah. and the police would say to my parents, as long as he's here, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And so like, they and, just knew you were the bad boy. On yeah. The and, and, and they were, it was almost a form of pressure to get my parents to kick me out of the neighborhood. Okay. Right. Because oh. it was in an, it was in an upper middle yeah, class yeah. neighborhood. So the right? whole neighborhood knew. So yeah, my parents have gotten big, huge problems with the neighbors. Cause it, I be in the neighbor's houses and stuff like that. Too. <laughs> Shitting where you eat. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the smell of poo. It gives me a boner uh, for many reasons, but yeah. So my parents, it's strained relationship. Long story short. And uh, they'd come and visit me, but in the pen, there's a lot more serious inmates and a lot more connected mm-hmm. inmates. And in, in the jail I was in, um, there were serious gang members, and they had heroin, mm-hmm. a lot of heroin. Um, and that that the jail I was in is called Matsqui Institution, the main, the one I did the most of my pen time in. Uh, its nickname was Hastings Behind Bars. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Hastings, if you don't know, is the notorious street in Vancouver yeah. where all the junkies like The to... drug mecca. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the downtown east side. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I miss home sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time on Hastings, man. Uh, so, yeah, and I racked up a lot of debts and uh, doing heroin. Um, and I owed... The reason I got clean... Oh, it, because this is about fights, once I graduated, quote-unquote, from juvie to adult, I never got in a fight ever again. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I'll pause the heroin Probably story. better. Oh, fuck, yeah. Probably better. <laughs> I'll pause the heroin for violence. Uh, we'll go yeah. into violence rather than heroin for a second. And um, so in the adult institutions, in Canada at least, it's built on respect. Mm-hmm. So um, as long as you act, conduct yourself with respect and follow the inmate rules, people don't really want to fight because it's more serious, right? And people yeah. use knives and stuff, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not always fist fights and mm-hmm. shit, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily want to... You don't want to disrespect anyone, and they don't want to disrespect you. And unlike Juvie, where they just make assumptions based off of appearance, yeah, some of the most dangerous men I've ever met in my life were smaller than me. I'm mm-hmm. five foot seven. Yeah. Smaller than me and skinnier than me killers they, i know a guy who's smaller than me he's killed like five people in prison holy shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> right and uh so i mean cut close calls a few times in, in it but also the other thing is in, in the adult institutions my experience was because the stakes are so high you'll be squaring off going oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah but there is still room for on both sides mostly for diplomacy mm-hmm. go oh, okay man come on we don't need to do this and you don't look like a punk as long as as long as no one... As long as you say the right thing. And yes. And what I learned to do is communicate in a way where I could save them face mm-hmm. if something happened. Yeah. And I don't look like a punk either. Right? Yeah. So it would... It, it, and, and I also aligned myself with more dangerous inmates. That was another thing I'd do. Because, again, I defer to uh, authority in older guys. Mm-hmm. And they, they'd take guys who, you know... Often guys who had kids on the outside that were about my age 
they'd take me under their wing. And no, I don't mean fuck me, just yeah. for the listeners, right? Yeah. That doesn't happen as much in adult institutions as people think it does. In Canada, anyway, mm-hmm. that's it's a bit of an urban myth, the rapes okay. and stuff. It's not that. It does happen, it but, happens, it's not, but it's the, not... It's not like a pack of guys it's raping you in the shower. No, hedonism. No, 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 no. <laughs> Usually what it is, and this is what you do have to be careful of in prison, is a guy trying to be too buddy-buddy with you. Okay. Then what they do usually is they... It's more... It's weaker inmates, and they'll like either get you in debt, and, oh, shit, I owe a bunch of money. Well, I know a way you can work this mm-hmm. out. Or, because there's like psychopathic predators in there, they'll kind of groom you. Yep. And then make you think you fell in love with them or Gradually. whatever. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. But yeah. I'd been around. That yeah. wasn't happening to me. So anyway, these older guys would take me under their wing, dangerous men, and I was like, and we'd just hang out, and they would always be lecturing me, fucking stop this life, stop it. Like, I'm never getting out, or it's going to be a long time till I just don't fucking do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Get your parole, get out, and never come back. Yeah, you right? still have a chance. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they, they, they were more role models or, or, or mentors, mm-hmm. and, and that's how I prevented a lot of fights. But before that... I got bad drug habit, bad, bad drug habit in there because you can borrow, cuff is the term we use. Okay. Yeah. Uh, front, I guess is a word. Yeah. yeah. So at one point, just before I quit using heroin in the joint, I um, owed only about 200 bucks, which yep. isn't much, but if you don't have it, it's, it might as well Still be a billion, right? Yep. And I owed it to one guy who'd killed fucking three people. Okay. And in there, if you don't pay your debt, some guys will kill you over 10 bucks, right? Just yeah. on principle, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy, like I said, he killed three people, two of them on the inside. Oh, so yeah. it, it, he was a nice guy, odd, as odd as that sounds. He was actually a pretty gentle guy. He could just, when it came down to it. He had a code yeah. that he lived by. That's it, right? <laughs> and uh, that's when I got clean. I went, I can't do this. I'm going to get murdered in here, man. Yeah, and, and, and you paid him back? Gradually. Yeah. It, it was funny. It's it almost like, I don't believe in God or anything like that, but as soon as I stopped, decided to stop using drugs, the pressure lifted. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to go on payment plans that didn't involve blowjobs or anything like that, and, yep. and I just paid them back, and then I got clean, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And so to get in that last time, was that where the crime spree went wild on yeah, the side? Yeah, so the, I got eight years in... in uh, June 2001, okay, the crime spree was October and November 2000, and I ended up getting sentenced uh, June 2001. It was a bunch of armed robberies, a high-speed chase, some B&Es, and a home invasion robbery. Fuck. Is, was this with your, your buddy there, Steve? No, he was Steve was locked up at the time. Okay. Yeah, and um, we'd been separated, and that was a fucking other story, too. He turned psycho during that time. He tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. And like mur- literally murder me, and uh, it we were never the same after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, it, the honeymoon's uh, over. yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so he got we got separated because he got arrested for something else. Yeah. So then I linked up with this other guy who shall remain nameless, and the thing I got the most time for was a home invasion. Okay. And basically, <sighs> went into someone's house, held them up meat cleaver and demanded money from them so i'm not proud of that uh it was a family uh it was the crime that actually was kind of my rock bottom crime yeah because i broke even my own my flimsy moral code yeah because there were kids in the house Mm -hmm. didn't do anything to the kids never touched them but terrified them right yeah yeah and i went 
this is too starting to be too much, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm not in control of yeah, myself. Your moral compass is gone. Is, it's, it's gone. Yeah. It, it's like, because realistically, I could have left as soon as mm-hmm. I saw the kids, and I didn't because I wanted the money. Yeah. It that yeah. became more of a priority than anything yeah. in your life, and yeah. so so during this crime spree, was this sorry? Was this when you, you were robbing banks too? The bank came later. Oh, the yeah. bank was later. Yeah. So this is. Hold on. So, this is the one that got you locked up for eight, for eight years. years. So then so you got out after I, I got out in two. So I got locked up December twenty fourth two thousand. Okay, and I got out August two thousand five. Okay, super institutionalized. I'm clean. Mm-hmm. Trying to be law abiding. Yeah. Trying to be, but I'm super institutionalized. Okay. And I just didn't really, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'd stopped going to meetings and stuff. I go yeah. to 12-step groups, and I stopped doing those and uh, got in this fucked up relationship with this chick. And It's start, always a chick, you know, man. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's always a chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Except Jen. She's cool. yeah. <laughs> um, so I eventually just go, I started drinking a little bit. Yeah. And then I started doing ecstasy. Gateway drugs. Yeah. And then this is why I don't drink or smoke weed now because of this story here. I got in a fight with the girl on a Sunday. I went downtown and got, because I went, fuck this, I'm getting the adult drugs on Monday. Thursday, Wednesday, I walked into a bank and held it up. Thursday, I was back in prison. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I robbed the bank, not so much for money. It was that, too. But I wanted to go back to prison. Because I was like, felt more I, was like I can't there. do this out here. And I, I'm a, you know, I'm a bit of a, what, 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 a melodramatic. So I can't just go to my PO and go send me back. I've got to, look at me. I failed so terribly. I had to rob a bank. It's fucking <laughs> stupid, right? But yeah. So but I, you know the inside better than the outside that's at right. this point. That's exactly what it is. I felt, I remember thinking as I was going, to, I was on the bus going to the bank to rob it. I'm like, I'm just going to go home now. That's how fucking <laughs> bad it is, eh? When you got to take the bus. To oh, yeah, I was a bank. baller. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I think I even had to bum my way on the bus. Oh, like I didn't fuck. even have bus fare. Because okay. I was fucked up. What happened yeah. was I ran out of drugs. Yeah. And I was like, and that's when the desperation kicked in that I hadn't mm-hmm. had for so long because I'd been locked up and I'd been clean. And then when I ran out of drugs, it's like the mind immediately starts going, where can I rob? What can I rob? What can I hold up? What mm-hmm. can I steal? So you and c- then I went, you know what? Let's just go back. Yep. Let's just go back to prison. You don't need to do that. Because I could feel, what it was is I could feel a really bad crime spree coming on. I could feel it in my bones. Yeah. And I thought if I just do one big one and get caught immediately, yeah. then that'll be at least be the end of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're going into this robbery. What are you thinking when you're going to rob a bank? What's the mindset? Do you have any sort of plan? Oh, it's like it's just like going to work. You just kind of go in and go, okay. Uh, are you slipping a note to the teller? No, no, you... I sort of. What I did was I leaned across the counter and I said, this is a robbery. Give me $1,500, right? And why only $1,500? Just because it's like, I didn't, I'm humble. I don't want that. I don't, I'm modest. Uh, I didn't want a, I didn't want a sum of money. I, because uh, part of it was, I, I, $1,500 in my mind was just enough money to have a party before I got caught. Yeah. Party, quote unquote. And I didn't want to ask for an amount of money that would cause them to take longer to get. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she gives me a fucking die pack, and I didn't get a goddamn nickel out of the fucking thing. <laughs> and uh, so I was serving an eight-year sentence. I had about two and a half left. Yeah. The courts took mercy on me. I got caught the next day. The police came to the halfway house and surrounded it and 
Yeah, yeah. I got caught the next day. Everyone took mercy on me and just said, okay, this guy's obviously super institutionalized. So they gave me four years concurrent with the eight, okay. which added an extra year. Mm-hmm. So it gave me, an, it, it, it turned it into a nine-year sentence. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you ended up... And then I got out... Because you got out early because you got five, I, right? I got out five and a half, yep. and I ended up doing just under two. Yep. So I did about seven total with a six-month gap mm-hmm. in between. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I guess the the other question I have, you, you, uh, we were talking one time, you said you, you hit a cop with your car or something? Almost. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I, oh, I... Um, <laughs> Almost hit a cop, high-speed chases. Uh, did I say I hit a cop? I, I, I don't know if I ever actually hit one. Uh, we f- drove down the wrong side of the street, downtown Vancouver, in a stolen car. Uh, <laughs> it's like a trooper song. Yeah. Uh, I had to get Jaws of Life out of a car because we flipped it. Uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, cops beat me up lots. Uh, yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah. And now you're doing comedy. Yeah, and yeah. And you're clean, and you... Yeah, clean... Uh, not not in comedy, but... No, yeah, I know. Clean 12 years. Clean That's over 12 years. And I've been out of prison 11. To come from, from uh, that lifestyle and to turn it around mm-hmm. so so dramatically is mm-hmm. absolutely something to be proud of. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's tough. there's a lot of stuff that you probably, you know fucking regret I try not to live a life of regret because it's that's not always healthy but that doesn't that doesn't mean like oh I'm I'm proud of everything yeah, I did yeah. I don't want to repeat any of my mistakes you can't dwell on them no I, I, I won't get ahead. at some point you got to let yourself off the hook right and mm-hmm. and that again that does that mean I, I take responsibility for every action I ever did every victim I ever had particularly that home invasion one is one that where I have to just be like okay I was a fucking scumbag that day. Yeah. And I'll never be able to take that away. Yeah. But I'm not a scumbag now. Yeah. Right? For so, sure. uh, I, well, I mean, the Do scumbag you ever send never them totally. A card? No, fuck. <laughs> fuck me, man. I, I, some people have actually suggested, why don't you try and get in touch with them? I said, nah, no, man, that's... no, just leave it alone. My amends to them is never being in their life ever again. Yeah, right? Just le- say, and, and, le- and leading a better life. Yeah. That's all I can do, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no guess who's back moment. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> look. I knocked this. I'll give you comps to my show. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, to bring people, though. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want. <laughs> they don't want to see you again, Mm-mm. Mark. Mm-mm. They just p- fucking turn on the TV one day. <laughs> one good thing is though, they weren't involved with the criminal proceedings very much, so okay. it's not like my face will trigger anything. I was yeah. wearing a mask, and uh, uh, the cops and lawyers all just said they don't want it. They just want to move on with their life. Yeah, so my name might not even. Mm-hmm. So, it, in a sense, they can just we can all just move on. Oh, I bet you it, the fucking dad remembers your name. He might, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if I like, yeah. Someone well, broke into my house. Well, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, I I, I humiliated him in front of his family because I held a meat cleaver to his throat. Right? I so, mean, fuck. Yeah, that's a fucking. Yeah, it's yeah. a bad fucking. Yeah, crime. one day I might be on stage and someone might fucking plug pick me off with a gun. Who knows, yeah. right? Who knows? Yeah. You can't you can't yeah. dwell on no, that though. You but it is. I just move forward. M- and... My credo these days is just try and try and lead a life uh, of integrity mm-hmm. and, and and accountability and responsibility, and that's the, all I can do. Yeah, just try not do my because. I was going to say a minute ago, that scumbag part never totally goes away. Eh? It, mm-hmm. it, it's like the reptile brain. It's still there. My, I have to... What I was explaining to a friend of mine the other day is I'm not a, I'm not a shitty person, but I have shitty impulses. Yeah. My first impulse is usually not good. Yeah. So what I've had to learn over the years is... You're re- rewiring... Superhuman fucking self-restraint, right? Yeah. And go, okay, no, that's not what you do first. Think about it for a second. Okay, what would the, what would the not me do? 
Okay, that and then opposite. Yeah. Remember George on Seinfeld? That he'd do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like what would the stand-up guy do here? And I, oh, okay, that's don't yeah. lie. Okay, don't hit him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you. Someone to... left their purse unattended. Okay, don't steal it. Yeah, you're right? rewiring every yeah. instinct in your head. Uh, yeah, to, to but the old wiring doesn't world. totally go away either. You can put the new wiring over it, mm-hmm. and some some habits can be completely. Mm-hmm. overhauled but some not it's strange and like people say to me well can't you just smoke a joint or have a drink now it's been so long hey maybe i could i'm not fucking risking it though man yeah, like yeah, like i have it. a good i have a life that i i have some i've built up a life now that i could lose mm-hmm. it's not like i'm just been out for a month and nothing's really changed who cares if i go back i've i've i'd let a lot of people down now too if yeah. i did that and i also I've been softened. I don't think I could handle going back to prison. Yeah, I don't. the The adjustment would be hard mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've been on the outside for eleven years, eleven years and, I've, and I'm not. I haven't been living like a criminal that mm-hmm. eleven. It's not just because I haven't been getting caught. So yeah. I'm soft now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be a whole. Yeah. Other, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be fucked up to. Yeah. to you want to go back? I wouldn't know how to talk to men again. I'd be all thumbs. It'd be <laughs> like I don't know how to get a date inside. Where do we meet in the shower? What do we do here? <laughs> There's no Tinder in there. <laughs> oh wow, that's fucking crazy, man. And so, so having gone through all of this, what's the uh, one thing that you would tell a young person who is maybe going through what you went through? At that age, um, before you, you know, as you're kind of starting to get into some trouble. That, that's always a tough one because it's like, what would anyone, wh- wh- who am I, what would they listen to me? But what I would say is, you know what I would have liked back then? Someone to give an honest account of what the life is like. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, drugs feel good. Because, you know, it's usually the scared straight bullshit is drugs are bad and they don't feel, fuck, they feel great, man. That's yeah. why you do them, right? They feel good. The life might be okay. Um, and then talk about the jams that you can actually get into. Cause when you're in that life and especially like you're juvenile delinquent or, or something like that, like, Oh, you might go to jail. Yeah. So what? That wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been threatened by that. Yeah. Uh, you'll lose the respect of your family. Who gives a shit? My mom calls me a fucking faggot when she's mad at me. Who cares if I fucking look, but like you might develop a drug habit. That's so bad. Your friends are going to turn on you. Mm-hmm. You might get, you might start ripping your friends off this life that you have the, will eventually collapse in on itself and it's not in the ways you think it would be. Yeah. It's not in the, it's not in the, so it's not in the normal people ways. It's in the ways that'll make your life look sh- like e- e- what you hold, what you value now you'll violate eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, how do you convey this to someone? But I guess it's all I can say is there's some, like how my past affects my present is not that bad, but I can't go to the fucking States, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. If I date, this is a fucking awkward thing to bring up, mm-hmm. for example, or if I meet new people, right? It, yep. It's like, I'm in the news, which is okay. It helps with what I'm doing. Yep. But people Google me, and then they like, oh, you were in prison? Did you get raped when you were in? Like, and, and it's, it's constantly... Like, yeah, yeah, all this... Fu- and I don't... It, it, it's like my past can never totally go away. That's a weird... Yeah. Isn't that... That's, I think that's a weird question to just <laughs> ask someone point blank. Like, <laughs> you would... Like, people would ask a guy that yeah. they never ask a girl. Were you in a sorority? Did you ever get a gangbang? No, they would never. You ever yeah. had your drink roofied? No, no one would ever say that, Isn't right? That yeah, but that's, that's the... Uh, that's... The double standard behind the... The blind spot in so-called rape culture, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and the other thing in comedy, like, I'll joke about anything and nothing's off limits, yes. right? But no one ever gets offended at the prison rape joke. No, they don't. 
that's a man who's his, he's being violated. Yep. He's, he's punching down. I remember a guy said one time, it's kind of a leftist comic, but it was a brilliant thing he said. It's, it's the only socially acceptable form of victim blaming. And I was like, I don't usually like language like that, but mm-hmm. it's, it was like, no, that actually is true. It, yeah. it is the only socially acceptable form of victim blaming. Yeah, and so much yeah. about comedy is about status. Yeah. I don't think, like, craft-wise, if you're looking at, like, you know, you make a joke, you have to f- decide whether you're going to be higher in status than the punchline or Self-deprecating lower. Yeah. or, or and, yeah. And there's so much pressure now to be, to be punching up is the, is the buzz fucking term, which I don't really like. I, think, I don't think it exists, know. but anyway, yeah. Exactly. So I know what they mean when they say it, but yeah. I, I, the way they say it, it's sort of the, 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 the denotation of it, I don't, I don't believe mm-hmm. in, but. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's interesting. To, like just the the status of those jokes. So when you're making a prison uh, a joke about prison rape, you are technically punching down. And well, if we wanted to use these, if these, you wanted to, yeah. these 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 uh, uh, terms or, or the, the, that narrative, a prisoner is the most marginalized person in society because they are Very literally true. at the con- care and control. They're under the care and control of the state. They've had all their liberties taken away. Mm-hmm. So. It's actually they are a slave in in a manner of speaking. They have the rights are taken away. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. So to ha 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 laugh at someone if we're using that narrative yeah. uh, is like whoa that's the ultimate yeah, punching. Yeah. So it's, it's but it's, who it's gives very, a fuck because it's hilarious. But, it's so, very, yeah, but it yeah. is very hypocritical. Yeah. Yes. That yes. Uh, that type of. Um, although you mindset. know one thing I have noticed in a credit where credit is due. I although I don't necessarily like the approach is there uh, there are people who are starting to draw attention. I've seen. People have sent me articles where they're saying prison rape jokes shouldn't be shouldn't be yeah. acceptable because all rape jokes should be unacceptable. If and I go, your, no. if that's your stance, then fine. But I because people have sent it to me going, yeah, look, Mark, and I'm like, no, no, I never said don't make prison <laughs> rape jokes. I never said that at all, right? I'm making a lot of them. Uh, yeah, man, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, that's that's cool. That's good that uh, Kim, don't you fucking wrap us up? Come on Ooh. now. <laughs> Kim, I called you Jan a minute ago. I'm you sorry. Did. Yeah, I'm. You did. I'm works. Yeah, yeah, Kim, I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck. I was gonna call you out on that. But, yeah, uh, I don't want to go to the joint. fucking goof. <laughs> 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 oh man. So okay, bef- before we wrap things up, what's the funniest fight that you've been in or that you've seen? All right. Because <laughs> we've been yeah. we've been talking pretty intellectually here. Yeah. This is a little bit more uh, in depth. This is the, this is the one I wanted to talk about. So <laughs> right. I'm staying at this guy's aunt's place. His aunt's a hooker. Nice. And we run out of dope, so we go to a score. Uh, I can't remember what we did. Uh, that part of the story, I can't. It was either a B and E or a robbery. I can't remember that part. I, I just I literally don't have a, a memory of it. But I remember <laughs> getting back to the apartment. So we'd been gone maybe an hour. It was quick. The door's locked. It's in an apartment building. We go up. The door's locked. Like, what the fuck is it? Why, why is it locked? And then all of a sudden, we can hear a commotion, and his aunt starts yelling, going, yeah. help, 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 help. <laughs> and my buddy, uh, we don't know what it is. We have no idea what's going on, right? And we could just hear this commotion, and her going, hey, just fuck, get the fuck out of here. Help, help. My buddy kicks down the door. We get in, and there's this big dude who has her on the ground, and he's got a fish bonker. Oh, shit. And he's, like, he, a, like a little mini bat. Yeah, the, the thing that they knock the fish out with. I love right? little mini bats. Yeah. So he's got, he's has it held up <laughs> over her, yeah. and he's whacked her a few times. And oh, he had a boyfriend, and he, she's, he's whacked him a few times, too. Oh, okay. Right? They're not unconscious, but you could, they, they've been assaulted. They're taking could, some hits. Yeah, and she's going, help, help. My buddy grabs the dude, 
and I jump in there and we, we get him outside. The guy tries to run and we basically grab him yeah. as he's running, right? I get the fish bonker in my hand somehow. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how. It just magically appeared in my hand. It's literally the most Canadian. Yeah, story. yeah. And so as he's getting my buddy basically goes back in to see what's going on after the guy's out and I follow the guy. The guy's way bigger than me. Like way b- biggest guy I've ever quote unquote fought in my entire life. Huge. <laughs> but I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of holding his jacket and whacking him with the fish he turns around. I haven't seen his face at this point. He's a buddy of mine from jail. <laughs> and I'm like, what the f- Gary, what the fuck are you doing, man? And it, it, she tried to rip him off. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, she tried to, he went to score. She, he was, she was like the middle to score dope. She had the dealer's number. Yeah. Let's just say something came up a bit light. He said, give it back. She refused to give it back, and yeah. Yeah, he whacked her a few times, right? And did, was it his fish bonker? Did yeah, find I, it? I don't know where he got the fish bonker from, but he had a fish bonker, <laughs> and it, it, yeah. Gare, what it, are you doing? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? You? Yeah, it was it was amazing. And he didn't know it was me either, and then we were yeah. just like, he he goes, okay. He explained that to me, then he split. And, yeah. and, and I never did see him ever again, actually. Sometimes that happens. He could be dead. Who yeah. knows what happened, right? But did yeah. you guys laugh it off though. In the a little moment? bit, yeah, yeah. yeah, a little <laughs> just bit. Go, just yeah, go, yeah, yeah, just go. I didn't, I didn't want them to know I knew him, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> and 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 she told a different story uh, when we got back in. They're like out of nowhere, and I could just sort of tell. It was nah. A this off. doesn't happen out of nowhere, right? Because if she was turning a trick and the trick went bad, or the, yeah. or the date went bad, her boyfriend probably wouldn't have been there like he was. Yeah, right. Or it, it just it's it it didn't seem right because that's what she was trying to make it sound out to. Sound yeah, like, like it he was. was a bad John. Yeah, and no, that's not what I, this guy wasn't really a. Gary go- was a good John. Yeah, he was a good John. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the perfect uh, no. way to wrap it up. Uh, Mark has a very uh, successful podcast. Uh, you can pulling the trigger. Yeah, pulling the trigger. You can find it on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Just pulling the trigger, and I interview interesting, unusual, and controversial people. Tyler's been a, uh, a guest, and I, inter- <laughs> I, I interviewed killers, drug dealers, escorts, far right. Uh, activists, far left activists, anyone, and basically my goal with my podcast is that no narrative is ever the one in control. Interesting. And interesting people with interesting lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a great podcast. Yeah. It's absolutely uh, become one of my favorites. So anyone who's uh, watching this should totally check it out or listening to this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and check out Mark's stand-up comedy. He's uh, based out of Toronto now, yep. but he does do the uh, Comedy Shocker in yep. Vancouver still. Yep. And uh, yeah, you can check out uh, all my stuff, tylermorrison.ca. You can get it all there. And uh, follow us uh, at Fight Stories Pod on Twitter. And uh, you're going to want to follow us on Instagram. Just type in Fight Stories. We come up, and you can get all of our uh, stuff. You, you know what? You want to you want to subscribe to our Patreon right now, patreon.com slash fight stories. Guys, we have some incredible incentives for Patreon subscribers, um, including uh, T-shirts and uh, uh, tickets to our live shows. We're going to be doing a live event on uh, January 25th at Laugh It Up Comedy Club in uh, New York. And that's with uh, Colton Orr, the uh, NHL enforcer, played for the New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs, Boston Bruins. Come see us live. You get to meet Colton, and uh, you get to meet us, John Moses, my uh, co-host. And, uh, yeah, check out John online as well, um, at uh, John Moses on Twitter. And, yeah, 
just support the podcast. We're, we're loving uh, all the interaction that we're getting from everyone that's uh, hitting us up online. And uh, we're going to keep bringing you guys amazing, interesting guests. And you'll get bonus episodes on the Patreon as well, and uh, as well as our Aftermath uh, episodes where we break it down. Each episode, John and I go back after and, uh, and just kind of digest what we've just went through with these fucking maniacs that we're bringing you. So uh, once again, big thanks to uh, Mark and uh, thanks to uh, Kim and Eggplant for having us in today. And, uh, yeah, keep supporting uh, fight stories. Fuck the art, support the fights. Everyone has a fight story.